Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Key takeaways from the NFL Combine right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's up? I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. We just spent the last week in Indianapolis at the Combine. And you talked to a lot of coaches and, and heard from a lot of different people around the NFL. So we got some big takeaways, including the San Francisco 49ers backfield. Jamie, what's the scoop there? Yeah, uh, there, there's there's a lot. I don't know if I would call these necessarily key, take, key takeaways, but these are certainly some takeaways from, you know, what the coaches and, and GMs had to say. And, you know, there are always some things that kind of stand out to you. And, you know, I, I think a lot of this is, you know, talking to, to some people, it's a lot of confirmation bias, you know, so like if you hear something that you're leaning uh, in a certain way about a player or a situation, you kind of, you know, when a coach or a player says something, it kind of pushes you in that direction. So uh, John Lynch was asked about his running back situation, um, 49ers general manager, um, in regards to Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon and, uh, you know, factoring Debo Samuel, there, there, there's kind of a, a lot to it and Trey Lance, but uh, I thought it was kind of interesting what he said about Elijah Mitchell because he was asked about, you know, last year's draft when he's when he selected both running backs and Trey Sermon and uh, Elijah Mitchell. And he, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of skip to the quote because it's a long one. But uh, he started it by saying that they call Elijah Mitchell Drano because he always finds the right gap. It's kind of like putting the Drano down the drain and just finds it. That's what we call him because of his natural run instinct. So he was very praiseworthy about Elijah Mitchell. And then he kind of got into Trey Sermon a little bit. Uh, because obviously he was the the one that I think a lot of people, you know, certainly in the fantasy community, we kind of anointed as the guy that was going to be the the heir apparent to Raheem Mostert, and, and obviously Mostert got hurt in week one. But he said Trey is somebody that we're really excited about, as we are with Elijah, and we like our depth in that room. And it's not bad to be able to turn to Debo when you need to uh, need a player or two as well. So he was talking about Debo as well, and you know, kind of his uniqueness. So it sounds like it's going to be a little messy next year again. Uh, sounds like Sermon's going to have an opportunity. We also have to see if they're going to bring back one of, if not both, of Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are free agents. So with Trey Lance and his running ability, uh, could be something that you uh, might want to think twice about. And as I told you this, because uh, we had to do sleepers, breakouts, and busts, you're going to see that on the site, cbsports.com. Um, I have Elijah Mitchell as a bust um, because five straight years of Kyle Shanahan, the leading rusher has not been the same five years in a row, which is uh, a very frustrating situation i'm sure for the people that have invested in raheem Mostert, you know maybe matt Breida, maybe Tevin coleman you know it's been a, a rotation of guys mm-hmm. and now you know mitchell's coming off a strong season but may not be able to duplicate that in 2022 what did you think of, by the way we use key takeaways for clickbait jamie so even if they're not key takeaways we're just going to call them that uh <laughs> what did you think about the uh amari cooper news uh, what was the buzz there that he will likely be released before the start of the league year yeah you know the the report started to come out while we were there you know i'm sure you know uh jerry jones um and and company uh, for the cowboys um i think kind of kind of tipping their hand a little bit you know understandably so you know the the contract was structured for amari cooper when he signed the hundred million dollar deal that after this season they can get out of it for a relatively cheap cost uh in terms of the dead money on the salary cap and so the, the story that I read and just, you know, things that you hear, uh, they were hoping that 2021 was going to be the year that he kind of stood out as that alpha wide receiver that they paid him to be, and that did not happen. Injuries, um, 
you know, the, the production wasn't there. We know it was a little frustrating for CeeDee Lamb as well down the stretch. And so the Cowboys, I think, are trying to get out of it. You know, I think they're going to try and ba- maybe bring back both guys of Michael Gallup and Sed Wilson at cheaper costs. But uh, now you're starting to see that the the franchise tag or, or contract situation might be worked out with Dalton Schultz. And, you know, some people seem to think that based on how Dak Prescott played last year, that that's more important to him because, you know, he might not have the same ability to connect with his outside receivers or multiple outside receivers and needs that presence in the middle of the field, especially after we found out that Blake Darwin's going to have another surgery and might not be ready for the start of the season. So, uh, Dalton Schultz could be the priority. Amari Cooper could be on the move and, you know, just have to find out where he goes. Uh, you heard Miami maybe be a team that could be interested in him. Um, there are some, you know, receiver needy teams clearly, but it's the wrong time, I think, to be a free agent at that position because there's so many good players coming into the draft. There may not be superstars, may not be a guy like Amari Cooper when he's at the top of his game, but obviously cost is going to matter. And so if there is a team that wants to trade for him, probably going to have to see his contract restructured. I'll just stay on this to end this little five-minute show here, but Man, if Cooper doesn't come back and it doesn't look like he's going to be, and Schultz does, I don't know where you have him right now, but it, does he become tight end six after Andrews, Kelsey, Pitts, Kittle, Waller, whatever order that is? Is, is Schultz six? Yeah, hundred percent. Right now he's seven. You know, so I'm I'm not there. I'm not far off from it. Uh, as as I think maybe eight. I don't know where I have Goddard. Uh, it, right now it's Hawkinson, Goddard, and, and Schultz in some order after the top five. I have to read to my rankings after all the things I heard. It's a, it's, it's a very maddening week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Schultz, based on what we saw last year, he was so productive, you know, during that stretch of games, obviously when Gallup was out and now you take away one of the key guys, which would obviously be, you know, a bigger you know piece of the puzzle than, than what Michael Gallup was in Amari Cooper. So, um, if they're going to make that type of investment in him, whether it's a franchise tag or a long-term deal, clearly they're, they're focused on making Dalton Schultz a priority and, and, and understandably so. So yes, he is the. Uh, He would be the number six tight end regardless of form. Okay. That's Jamie. I'm Adam. Full-length show on Monday on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in five.